Oh, Grant Williams. Oh, Grant Williams. Tough one for you, buddy. I'll talk about that. Another collapse. Jalen Brown's quote about guys being in rhythm and not being in rhythm and how the Celtics can fix this. And they already know how to fix it. You just got to commit to it. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I'm here for you every day, Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device. However you subscribe, wherever you subscribe, it's there. You can watch the show on YouTube as well. Hop into the comment section, join a growing community of Celtics fans. We've now passed 10,000 subscribers, so that's that's a lot of fun. Thank you all so much again for that. Now let's keep growing, keep it going. And let's add to it, uh, just like the Celtics uh, want to add to their win total, which they haven't done in three straight games. I'm John Corrales, by the way. I used to play professional basketball. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Check that out. I've got some copies I can sell on my website, johncorrales.com. Uh, 30 bucks, signed copy, however you want it uh, autographed. I can send that out to you. Celtics lose in overtime again. Team record 11th overtime game this season. Three of them against the Cavaliers. 118-114, Celtics lose it in overtime. And this followed such a familiar pattern, even with guys out. No Tatum, no Rob, no Al. Even with those guys out, familiar pattern. Play well to start. Uh... Things start to fall apart a little bit, get away from what worked at the end, and then lose. This is how the last three games have gone, to varying degrees. I will start by saying I'm not as worked up about this one. I'm not as uh, bent out of shape as I was in the past, about the past couple. Mostly because with the circumstances, like I do take the circumstances into account. I do think the circumstances matter in this in this situation. And the and the circumstances are three starters out coming off a double overtime game where Jalen Brown played 47 minutes. And hey, by the way, 45 minutes in this one. Relying on guys that don't normally play to make an impact. To you know, you take uh Mike Muscala, who goes DNP, DNP. Uh, then gets into the last game and now starts and plays 35 minutes in this game. It's, you know, you can't you can't ask too much of these guys. Can you ask them to close this out? Yes, of course you can ask them to close this out. Should they have closed it out? Absolutely, they should have closed this out. But the way I compared it on my uh, my game recap on Boston Sports Journal, it's like you've gone to the casino three straight game three straight days. You'll lose 500 in the poker room one night. You'll lose 500 in the poker room the other night. 
You're pissed off at yourself because you keep making bad decisions. You're raising when you shouldn't raise and you're betting when you shouldn't bet and you're folding when you shouldn't fold. And you're pissed off at yourself. You go into that third day, you lose a hundred bucks and you make a couple of bad decisions, but it's a hundred bucks. If you didn't have the first thousand that you lost, losing the hundred bucks wouldn't be as bad as big a deal. Still be pissed. You can still say, I should have done things differently. And you could still say, you know, all the other negative things and could have, would have, should have, and all of that stuff. However, if you didn't have that other stuff, the first two days, this wouldn't be as bad, not great, not, not even good, but I feel like separating this from the rest is, I think a little bit necessary, if not for our own sanity. Now, later on, I'll talk about the, the fix. They know how to fix it. And I'll fold in Jalen Brown's quote about guys being out of rhythm and trying to find their rhythm. And I think that's all part of this whole thing. Uh, I, I do want to give proper credit to Donovan Mitchell, who just refuses to let the Cavs die. In the last game against the Cavs, the Celtics had that big lead, and it was Donovan Mitchell that just kind of kept them close, kept them close, kept them close. And finally, like towards the end, he finally came out, and the Celtics relaxed, and the Cavs came back and, and almost stole that one. Almost, you know, we could have had another overtime. But Mitchell just consistently refuses to let the Cavs go away. And, and early on, and in the third quarter, the Celtics were really starting to make a push. And I got to give credit to Donovan Mitchell for making that push and keeping the team close enough. Obviously, in the fourth quarter, the uh, offensive rebounds, they, the, the, the Cavs had 10 offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter and overtime. They ended up with 16 offensive rebounds. Now, the Celtics had 15, and good job, Luke Cornette, for getting six of those. The Celtics continue to be pretty good on the offensive boards, but they they got killed on these offensive rebounds, uh, keeping these possessions alive and giving themselves a chance, the Cavs, to close the gap. In the fourth quarter, the Celtics were up uh, 102-91 with five minutes to go. Now, that's an 11-point lead with five minutes to go. That should be enough. Should be. But 11 points in today's NBA, is, it's super easy to make that up. Super easy to make up 11 points because you hit, you hit a couple of three-pointers and boom. And, and, and that's what the Cavs did. You hit a couple three-pointers and all of a sudden now it's a five-point game and that's nothing with you know, three, four minutes to go. Five-point game, that's easy to make up. And that's how you make these comebacks. You get them in pieces, little pieces here and there. So the Cavs did a good job. They, I think they probably took the Celtics a little lightly. I think they saw that the Celtics were down a few guys and have been struggling, and they thought maybe this would be a little bit easier than it was. And they came back. But again, the Celtics, good good for them for, for finding a way, right? Uh, Derek White... Uh, with the three-pointer to make it 109-107. And 
Grant Williams, <laughs> you know, with the putback. Now, Peyton Pritchard, I thought that was a smart move to put Pritchard in that situation. He's super quick. I thought Pritchard was going to pull up for a jumper. I thought maybe he should have pulled up for a jumper, uh, but he kept going and trying to get to the rim. I, I was expecting him to pull, find a spot, pull up, hit that shot. What a story that would have been, Peyton Pritchard hitting the game-winning shot. But Grant Williams was there, gets the foul. Now, poor Grant. I thought Grant played pretty well in this game. And obviously hitting four or five from three is huge. Hitting four or five, uh, playing with confidence, understanding that he can shoot and and play and not get pulled because the, the rotations are, you know, are what they are in this situation. Maybe that was part of why he was struggling a bit. I, I don't know. But good for him for making that play and tough for him to miss those two free throws. I mean, obviously, you got to make those. Obviously, you got to make those free throws. There's, it's like the least analysis that you're going to get. You know, everybody in the world can tell you two free throws, tie game, 0.8 left. Make the first one. The, the, the best thing to do in that situation, make the first one, intentionally miss the second because you got to go up and grab that rebound. It would be impossible for someone on the Cavs to grab, land, turn, and fire all in 0.8 seconds. So make the first one, miss the second one, end of the game. You know, you don't want any stupid, you know, weird, I don't know, some weird catch-and-shoot kind of situation where you can get burnt. You just intentionally miss that second one. Anyway, he missed both. He missed both. And I don't know, Jalen Brown said afterwards, I don't know if what, uh, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell getting up in his face was illegal or not. They let Donovan Mitchell go up there and talk trash to him. I don't know what that was about, but, and Grant was like, I'm going to make both. I mean, I know he, what else he's going to say? I just guess I wanted him to just push, just push him out of the way, get him out of the way. So you know what? Let me do, let me do my work. Let me go to work. I feel bad for Grant. I do feel bad. That's what are you going to do? He wanted to make both. He wanted to make at least one. You think he wants to be in this situation right now, but you have to, you have to make the free throw in that spot. You have to, and he's got to live with that one. He's got to go to sleep thinking about that. One. So let's see how that impacts him and shout out to Marcus smart for almost, almost saving that and tipping it in. All right. Up next, the Celtics know how to fix this. They, they know how to fix this. They've known how to fix this. The whole season was geared towards fixing what happened in these three games. Everything, the moves that Brad Stevens has made were geared to, towards already fixing the problems that we're seeing in these past three games. That's all coming up next. First, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. It is available online at built.com, promo code locked on 15. You get 15% off. It's available at Sam's Club. 13 bar boxes at Sam's Club. Run on in. And when you're stocking up on all the other big bulk items, get yourself a big bulk built bar. You're going to want the big ones. But if you're at Walmart, four bar boxes, cookies and cream, double chocolate, 
coconut puffs. They're there. Why? Why grab a built bar? Because delicious, right? Chocolate. You, you want chocolate? You want a chocolate fix? Built bar can help with that. You want something that's healthy, but also chocolate? Well, you're crazy, right? No! 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein in these built bars. How can you go wrong with those macros? Whatever you want to do, have one for breakfast, have it, have it with a piece of fruit. That's actually a great combination. Grab a drink. There's your meal replacement. That's a great breakfast. Have it after the gym. Have it as a snack. However you want to do it, just do it. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Again, Walmart, Sam's Club, Built.com, promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Head on over to Lockdown NBA. Make that your second listen. I host on Wednesdays, so that's tomorrow's show with Jake Madison of Lockdown Pelicans. We'll be talking about all the big stuff going on in the league. Rotating hosts all week. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts, also on YouTube. The Celtics, over the past three games, have had this weird devolution back to the stuff that was bugging them the beginning of last season and also the stuff that burned them in the finals. The last three games have been basically the same formula. Build build up a lead, feel comfortable with the lead somehow, start doing something different, give up the lead. So the Celtics know why this is happening. Don't, Don't believe the... Oh, you know, we got we to figure it out. We don't know why. But they know why. Because they already got Malcolm Brogdon for the why. They got Derek White for the why. Those guys are here because of why this stuff has happened. And less so in this game. I feel like this game was a little bit more running out of gas related and relying on guys that couldn't close out games related. And though still the same mentality, that I'm talking about here. The Celtics get away from what works. We know they get away from what works. And what works? After the game, uh, Joe Mazzulla said, when asked about the situation, he said, you know, you're trying to figure out, quote, what are we, who are we when we're at our best? Why are we not at our best? What does that look like? And how do we maintain that? Who are you when you're at your best? You're playing with pace. You're a fast-paced team when you're playing your best. You know, that that's it's hard for the Celtics, I think, to grasp this. It's hard for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to grasp this because they're generally not fast players. Jalen is faster than Tatum. He plays with more pace than Tatum. And pace is not playing fast. It's playing under control and moving quickly, moving the ball quickly, making quick decisions. In the first quarter of this game in Cleveland, the Celtics were playing at a pace of 114. Now, what does that mean? 114 is the amount of possessions the Celtics would have gotten had they played 48 full minutes at that exact pace. The the extra possessions more possessions is it's the most coveted thing in the league 
You play three for two, two for one, so you can get the extra possession. Teams value these extra possessions. You do whatever you can to get these extra possessions, except the Celtics don't do everything to get these extra possessions because for all the emphasis on extra possessions, as many possessions as you can get, the Celtics really slowed down. They started out here with a pace of 114. They ended up with a pace of 90 in the fourth quarter, 96 in overtime. Let's go back to Brooklyn. First quarter pace, 100. Second quarter case pace, 118. 118. It's big. What happened in the second quarter against Brooklyn? The Celtics built that 28-point lead. They were flying around in that second quarter. Third quarter, things started to slow down, started to fall apart. Fourth quarter, they really got slow, 96. Kind of goes with what we've seen, right? The slowdown, the ISO game is back. New York, first quarter, second quarter, 102. Third quarter, 92. That's when things started to kind of slow down and they started to get away from what worked. They got back up to 100 in the fourth quarter. Remember the frantic end at the end of the fourth quarter. And and they they started flying around and they forced the overtime. And then what happened in overtime? Isolation. Pace 76.8. Pace over the course of the season. November 100, December 101, January 98 and a half. February, 97.3. March, 97.1. The Celtics are playing slower and slower and slower basketball when they should be playing more up-tempo. The Warriors lead the league in a pace of 102.65. That's their pace. They're getting, on average, almost 103 possessions per game. When we look at offensive rating, Defensive rating, the Celtics defensive rating per 100 possessions. That's the that's how you even everything out. It's by possessions. The Celtics aren't getting that. The Celtics are, are playing at a slower pace. When you play with pace, the ball moves. You make quick decisions. And this goes with what I was saying in last night's show. And I will happily repeat myself. It's not about attacking mismatches, which the Celtics love to do. Tatum and Brown love to attack mismatches. They find the weakest guy on the floor. They say, that's the guy. You call up that guy's uh, man to to set the pick for you. So if it's Grant Williams, let's say the guy, the mismatch you want is Grant Williams' guy. Call Grant up. You set that pick. He gets the switch. Everybody gets out of the way, and I'm going to do something. Except... It doesn't always work that way. And we've seen it over and over again. Now, of course, we've seen it work. We have seen it work. You go at Grayson Allen against the the, the Bucks. You go against certain matchups against certain teams. You know, you want to put James Harden in pick and roll actions. You know how how to get certain mismatches in. But more so than just saying, get this guy in the mismatch, get out of my way and let me attack. Get these guys into the action. Get these guys into the the defensive kind of rotations. Move the ball. Involve these guys. And then exploit the help. Exploit the fact that the more this guy is involved, 
the more the other team has to, you know, his defenders, his teammates have to help him out, and the more the breakdowns show up. Attack the breakdowns. Don't attack the mismatches. Move the ball with pace. Move the ball. Get those. Get the defense moving, and find the mismatches. If you put James Harden, for example, into uh, an action and and his guy keeps on moving, eventually that guy's going to spring completely free and he'll get a wide open shot. Attack the breakdown. The Celtics spend so much time slowing down the end of games and even this one, slowing down the end of games so they can find the single mismatch, the single uh, advantage and try to attack that single advantage. And instead of let's create our own advantage, let's just move the ball and create the advantage. It's been working. It's been working. Now I understand that fourth quarter is uh superstar time, but the Celtics don't have that player. Sorry, Jason Tatum. You are just not that guy. You are tremendous when you're attacking the breakdowns. You are not the Luka Doncic, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, force of nature. You haven't shown that. The beginning of the season, Jason Tatum was an MVP candidate. When the Celtics were playing at a better pace, and he was playing at a better pace, and he was getting to the rim, finishing at, in the restricted area, he was an MVP candidate. As the pace slowed down, Tatum got more into his favorite, the ISO game, and guess what happened? I don't think he's an MVP candidate anymore. I don't think Tatum, Tatum on my, I, I don't vote, but my ballot, if it was, if, if I were voting, Tatum would be no better, I think, than I, I could say third, fourth, Maybe, but even then, I, I'd have to look at the numbers a little bit more closely because I'm not 100% sure. I know that I know that Jokic and Giannis are way above where Tatum is right now, S multiple steps above where Tatum is right now because Tatum doesn't want to play the style of basketball that actually makes him his actual best. Tatum wants to survey, get the pick, go one-on-one, -on -one and read the defense off of that. And he's gotten better at reading and making the, the kicks and all of that stuff, but he's just not playing fast enough. The Celtics aren't playing fast enough. Jalen Brown is not playing fast enough. These guys aren't playing with the level of pace. They start the games doing so. They started Brooklyn playing great. They stayed, actually played well at the beginning against New York as well. But they get away from it. The slower they play, the worse they play. Jalen Brown talked about this. And guys trying to find their rhythm. That quote, an interesting one. And that's part of the problem as well. we'll talk about that next. First, let's talk about FanDuel. Coming to Massachusetts soon, so you got to get signed up for FanDuel and that means a lot of you are first-time users. That's great. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner 
of Locked On Podcast Network, America's number one sports book, now gives your new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Super safe, super secure, super easy to use. You bet on anything you want. Uh, combine your bets. You get a uh, same-game parlay, so you could end up winning uh, a little bit more. And again, no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Please gamble responsibly. After the game, Jalen Brown upset because it was the same, same kind of thing. And he was asked, because Marcus Smart said something about guys need to find their rhythm. And so Jalen was asked about that. And I don't think it was a direct response to Marcus Smart because I don't think he knew that Marcus said that. But the quote from Jalen Brown is, we should be fighting to win. And that's what it should be. Whether you're in a rhythm or not in a rhythm, what matters is winning games. At this point of the season, I think that we are fighting to get into our own rhythms a little too much. And that's from top to bottom. We should be fighting to win. I mean, that's pretty strong. That's pretty strong and pretty true. This is not playing. <clears throat> wow. I just, I am so adamant about that, that I, my voice just completely cracked. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. Playing with pace gets you into the rhythm. Playing at that faster pace gets you comfortable. Because playing at that pace means what? Ball movement, cuts, screening, easier baskets, trips to the line. You naturally find your rhythm in that style of play. It's not about firing up a couple of threes to see if you have it, to see if you found it. Jesus, man, get to the rim, attack the basket, and keep doing it. Just keep doing it. You're going to find your rhythm naturally. It's fine. I don't understand these guys sometimes. And I know that when you're, you're not hitting and you, you just, you want to find something, you get caught up in that moment, but you got to trust, you got to trust this system. You got to trust what these guys have been trying to, to get you to do. And it goes back to last season. The .5 basketball. This is why Derek White, who didn't play particularly great in this game, he was fine, but this is why Derek White has been so good for the Celtics. Why has Derek White stood out as much as he has for the Celtics? Because he plays with pace. No one plays with pace quite like Derek White. He gets rid of the ball. He moves it. He gets it. He brings it up. He passes it. He cuts. You know, he finds his spot. Sometimes, yeah, he's going to spot up in the corner depending on what the personnel is, but when he gets it, he makes a decision. Get it to him in the corner, he's either shooting it or he's passing it or he's driving it. That's .5 basketball. You got a half a second. Catch it, turn, decision. Boom. Catch it, turn. Is there a defender here? All right, then I'm either passing it or if I've got an angle, I'm dribbling it. And then when you dribble it, then you say, okay, where's then you start to read. And then you make another decision. And the next guy catches it and goes, okay, 
Boom. Tatum and Brown typically play five-second basketball, not .5 basketball, just five basketball. You take the ball, you hold it for five seconds, and you wait to see what's going on. Down the stretch, that's what they do. So when you look at the guys who play well and the guys who stand out and this situation, what? why is Brogdon here? Why is, why is Derek White here? Why did the Celtics give up multiple picks to get Derek White? Why did the Celtics go out and get Malcolm Brogdon? Because we saw in the finals, the Celtics fall apart. Kind of like they're falling apart in these last three games. Because too much Tatum, too much Brown, handling it and only being those guys, hunting the mismatches, and then making decisions off of that. After the finals... We said, boy, this team could use another ball handler to take some of the pressure off of Tatum and Brown. They went out and got Malcolm Brogdon. We said, boy, this team could really use Derek White to get comfortable to take some of the pressure off of Tatum and Brown. What's been happening down the stretch of these games, especially lately? Derek White, not getting minutes. Now, Malcolm Brogdon has been hurt the last couple of games, so but he hasn't been necessarily closing games all the time either. And Marcus Smart, who is your point guard, is being taken off the ball. So Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum are bringing the ball up. Ball is in their hands. They're initiating the offense. Well, what the hell did you get the, all these ball handlers for? What the hell is, is Smart? He's your point guard. Why did you get Malcolm Brogdon? Why do you have Derek White? You got these ball handlers here so these guys didn't have to bring it up. And in the beginning of the year, when the Celtics were at their absolute best offensively and they were dominating, those guys weren't bringing the ball up. That was the whole point. You took the ball out of their hands a little bit. You got them catching the ball on the move so they could make quick decisions, so they could make quick drives, so they could make reads, they could react. The more you put the ball in there, I'm not saying you take the ball completely out of their hands, Start them off the ball. Take some of the pressure off of Tatum and Brown so they're not dribble, 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 dribble all the time. Set a pick for them. Run some off-ball action. Have them screen for each other off the ball. It's the same stuff we've been talking about forever. Forever. The Celtics say we've learned lessons from the finals. And I got to say, at this point, have you? Have you forgotten them? Because I remember distinctly the Celtics falling apart late in games in the finals, just like they're falling apart here because Tatum and Brown had to initiate every damn possession because they couldn't trust anybody else. And now they have guys they can trust. Those guys have to play. They have to be in the game. You have to find a way. One of those guys has to be in the game. Somebody, you have to run. And if you're not putting those guys in the game, you got to have Marcus Smart there initiating the offense. You have to find a way to get those guys playing with better pace. It's, it's mind blowing to me how it is March 7th now. And we are right back where we started at the beginning of the last season or at the end of last season at the finals. And we're sitting there trying to figure out, well, well, how do you get out of this one? How do you get out of this jam? 
it's right there. You know how to get out of this. You know what to do. You just got to do it. Starts with coaching, starts with the, the star players, and then it goes down to the role players. Coach has to get these guys, the right guys on the floor. The star players have to understand that what you're best at. When are you at your best? And yes, absolutely. Of course, Tatum's going to bring the ball up sometimes. Of course, Jalen's going to bring the ball up sometimes. But what are these other guys on the uh, on the team for if you guys are going to do it all the time? It's perfectly accept- acceptable to catch the ball on the move. It's better, in fact, to catch the ball on the move. Come around to pick, catch, boom, rip through, go. Get to that rim. Get defenders moving. Get them making decisions. Get the defenders to make mistakes. You can catch the ball on the move and make a decision off of that. You don't have to bring it up. Let those other guys break the defense down a little bit. So by the time you get the ball, there's already been decisions that are made and there's already been mistakes that are made. Makes things that much easier. It's like someone loosening the jar and you coming in going, oh, I opened it for you. Yeah, I loosened it. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon, jar loosener. Derek White, jar loosener. That's the whole point. And then Tanner and Brown can pop the jar off, uh, the, the, the lid off the jar and look like heroes. And those guys can be like, yeah, we loosened it. That's our job, jar looseners. The answer's right there. And the beauty of this is 16 games left, two games out of first, with a game to play in Milwaukee, plenty of time, plenty of time to fix this. Plenty of time to just sit back and realize, oh yeah, we've had the answers the whole time. Just got to do it. Portland, and then a tough road trip because it's a long road trip, but very winnable games. This is an opportunity here for the Celtics to get themselves right Beat Portland because that's a very beatable team. Atlanta, Houston, Minnesota, Portland again, Utah, Sacramento. A couple of teams in there that are not easy, but the Celtics are better than all those teams. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. One at home, six on the road. Seven-game winning streak, absolutely 100% possible but not if you play like you played the last three games. If you play like you played, like you're supposed to play, like you played at the beginning of the season, like I've been saying, seven-game winning streak, super easy. Very, very doable. Eight-game winning streak, come home and play Indiana. Nine-game winning streak, you come home, you play San Antonio next. Ten-game winning streak, you play Washington after that. Ten-game winning streak, super easy. Possible, very, very possible right here. Turn this whole thing around. You got a 10-game winning streak right there if you want it. And then the Milwaukee Bucks. Finish them. Mortal Kombat style. 10-game winning streak right there if you want it, if you play the right way. And then you go into Milwaukee. You beat the Bucks. 
You get that tiebreaker. End of story. Lock up that number one seed. It's right there. Even with all this stuff that's been happening the last few days. You got to want to do it, though. You got to want to play the right way. You got to put in that effort to play the right way. Because the ISO stuff is easy. It's harder to play this way. But it's the right way to do it. It's what Brad Stevens has been dying for years to put together. And the beginning of the season, we're all praising. Oh, finally. It took Brad Stevens going into the, the front office to finally put together the 14 Spurs, the, 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 the beautiful game basketball that he's been dying to get out there. Now it's gone away. And get it back. 10-game winning streak. Heading into Milwaukee. It's possible. Okay, fine. A little leeway. Nine, nine and one, eight and two. No worse than that, though. There's 10 winnable games heading into Milwaukee. Go win those games. Play the right way. All right, that's it. I'm done yelling at these guys. It's right there for them. Got to want it. I hope you want to keep listening to the podcast. Uh, so if you're not subscribed and you're still here, great. That means, come on, you know you want to hit that subscribe button. If you've been watching the show and you're not subscribed on the YouTube channel, please subscribe on that YouTube channel. Hop into that comment section. Leave your comments. Talk about the podcast. Talk about the game. Talk about the team. Where, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I full of it? You tell me in the comments, talk to one another, have some fun, and share the podcast. Tell your friends and family that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.